you really triggered me with the initial question. This is something that's like <laughs> right at the front of my mind every day. Like show up, like yep. do something, stop drinking and smoking pot for five minutes. <laughs> do it in the parking lot in the intermission for all I care. Like just show up and like support something. God. Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA with your host, Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender. Welcome to episode 38 of season five of the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide and recorded from the state of hockey. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Hey everyone, Rob Gilreath. Hey guys, and Matt Cavender. What it is, everybody, and uh, I just wanted to say that I didn't realize that all the equipment that uh, Rob gave me at GLI could be used for like everyday podcast use. So uh, I'm hoping this is the last week of the gaming headset, and I'll sound like a real professional next week. Yay! <laughs> well, this week, since I don't know how much we really want to talk about last weekend, we brought on Harrison Watt to answer some stupid questions <laughs> and talk about the CCHA. And uh, all the news that's come out in the last week, maybe about like the impending doom of the NCAA. So yeah, we'll we'll keep it real positive today, guys. I guess I said it and I screwed this up because I didn't actually write a script. So we've got a guest today, Harrison Watt. Thanks for joining us, Harrison. Yeah, thanks for having me. Good to talk to you guys again. <laughs> Anything else we want to talk about, guys, that I didn't mention in that lovely rundown of doom? Matt, I can see the wheels turning in Matt's head about the dumb questions he's going to ask me later. <laughs> no, it's more that I actually do want to talk about this weekend. There's important things to talk about in there that were, it's just not going to be fun. We got to do it. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back with Harrison Watt after a little thank you notes and a brief note from our sponsors. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Are you in the market for insurance? Have your rates for home, auto, boat, or more been increasing way beyond inflation? If so, maybe it's time you spoke with Aaron Piedela and the team at Arcadia Insurance Group, serving Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and more. Who better to serve you than a former Michigan Tech player? For more information, call 866-511-1069 or go to ArcadiaAgency.com. We fund everything at Tech Hockey Guide from listeners like you. You can show your support by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Whether you're interested in question priority, access to patron-only Zoom chats with coaches and players, instat deep dives, extended versions of the podcast, unedited video or audio, early access, or commercial-free listening, there's a level for you. We also now have 15% discounts off annual memberships with tiers ranging from $2 to $50 per month. Again, sign up at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. So before we get into the, the NCA talk that I, I sent everybody stuff on, Harrison, you've been around the whole league. Last week, we talked a lot about student sections. 
we'll, we'll take the misfits <laughs> out of it. Tell me who the second best student section is in the CCHA. Mm, good. Grief. It's a painful thing to admit. Well, I think it's you'll, it's, you'll get there. He's gonna I get there. I think it's man. Uh, There's no way. It's BG. Well, you know okay. it. You know it is. There's here's no the, no one here's else. Here's the comes thing. Close. It depends Paris on the BG is a little more rivalry ish, right? Yeah. So I want to say that's this. one of the things that you have to struggle with because I know that's one of the things I've always talked about is like. When Dustin and I traveled to watch all those games and all the WCHA barns, we're going to watch Michigan Tech play. So we are not playing against Wisconsin, Minnesota, North Dakota against we're not going there to watch them play a rival where they're at the, where the fans should be at their best, right? Like the the Michigan Tech game was the game that you you sold $5 tickets to everybody's uh squirt team, right? Like that's the game that got discounted, so it wasn't like it was but it's. I also Wait. felt like it was a good way to see the Ferris group group show up. And the Ferris like, Tech it's game. Not about. Well, I don't know about Ferris Tech. We. I've never been to Ferris, but I just mean like oh. when we went to North Dakota, when we went to Madison, when we went yeah, to okay, St. Cloud, North Dakota, Duluth, Minnesota, all yeah. those places. Like you're not going to like their best attended games of the year, even if it's still sold out at the Ralph. It's not. It's the it's the game that the boss gives his tickets away, right? Like, yeah, no, it's BG, it's BG. I the reason my first inclination was Mankato is because there's, you know, in my years there were always more students there than at any other rink other than Tech. But that's just because it's a bigger rink and the team was always really good. Yeah, and and they didn't necessarily. I mean, they were loud, but they didn't necessarily like have chants. I don't know that they were necessarily really organized. No, I don't BG, feel like they are. Like. Like, no, and maybe maybe part of my problem is is it seems like a lot of the tech games over the last few years have like this year there weren't any students. It was like Friday, Saturday, Thanksgiving week. Like that's not going to be a well attended no. game for students. That um, marketing that marketing plan is to market to the whole community, fill the building, and have it be loud. Yep. So their goal isn't necessarily to cater to students. BG, you know, they have the bleacher creatures who can be pretty good. Um, you know, they were really good in our regular season series there last year. There have been times they have, but, but yeah, that's the thing is I, student sections everywhere are just not good. Like, I can't There's... say that about Tech. Sometimes the lunatics are really good, but the later you get into the season, if they're not having an awesome season, the lunatics disappear. Um, it's just, there's like yeah. a real disconnect between students and not going to sporting events anymore in droves. Yeah, yeah since I feel COVID, like it's few, kind of there's been a huge disconnect very much. There's a few like gold star student sections, and then there's a few that I kind of equate to like Mankato or the Lunatics, where it's very uh performance driven. It doesn't seem to be like a whole lot of organization or tradition, and it's it's kind of a mixed bag. And yeah, that was kind of the topic last week was uh how Augustana's going about trying to get uh more student support. And I think they have some pieces in place there too maybe get one of those gold star student sections and I hope they do it. But because there is a, it's a whole lot, there's a whole lot of room between gold and like bronze star student sections in college hockey. Well, and, they, think... and they have the big advantage of not having COVID kill everything. Like a lot of yeah. schools did. Mm -hmm. um, and somehow Michigan tech came out better for that because like you said, Matt, they all Just, stand now. <laughs> that's what that's what I love about Michigan Tech is it, when everything seems like it's gonna go one way, other way, baby. <laughs> Our team sucks. Best student section in the nation. <laughs> Worldwide pandemic. 
better, bitch. <laughs> like, that's just always how tech is operated, I feel like, and I think that's fun. <laughs> well, I, I do think there's something to the, like, this is a dumb theory I have, but I think the nicer your rink, typically the worse the student section. Like, Yeah, because, well, obviously, because you're... Yeah. Well, but even then, it's like, I think Misfits have done such a good job of finding a way to be so important to the the atmosphere and ambiance that Michigan Tech was very nervous to like move us when yeah. when the sweets happen and and they want so many students to come anyway that we're going to take up like two thirds of that side of the rink anyway. Yeah. Um, whereas, like you said, like these other rinks, like the nicer the sweets are, the less they want those people annoyed with loud cheers and. Yeah, that's a good and point. Because I think about crazy and all that stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, in the league, I think about the Sanford Center. That is a just gorgeous facility. But man, a... is it ever like stepping into a library? No, it's a well, morgue. But, but so much of that too is because it's like I don't think their price point is very good for what it is, and they actually hurt themselves by taking it off TV, so you also, can't like enjoy it. Like it's just also it's negative thirty five. There's no college student in their right mind that's leaving campus in their car to go outside negative thirty five to go watch a hockey game like the, but, the rink just needs to be on campus yeah that they're very much hurt by that aspect of yeah. it that like the students really have to put some effort in to go to those games yeah yep. and I, as like, nice as that building is it's just a short snow snowshoe across the lake <laughs> if you survive the hypothermia have you ever been there the winter, it's the worst yeah we oh, all yes, went to the outdoor game well matt you didn't go to that, did you? Oh yeah, I did not. Yeah, it was really freaking cold for the outdoor game. It was. I really one. want. I really wanted to go because, <laughs> as much as I hate outdoor hockey, the biggest reason I hate outdoor hockey is because it's never in a venue that's designed for hockey viewing, and that was an outdoor hockey event in a building or not a building. Forgive me for that. In a temporary arena designed for hockey viewing, and I think that's the beauty of Hockey Day in Minnesota is it's. Uh, an outdoor hockey game that's designed to be viewed that way. Cause I've been to, yeah. I, I've, I saw Comerica GLI. I've seen uh Toledo Winterfest, and I've seen uh, the winter classic in Notre Dame. And uh, in all of those venues, I would tell you with 100% honesty, the best way you could have watched any of those games was from your couch. <laughs> horrible, horrible sight lines. At all. Yeah, and for I the did. most part, the best way to watch those games in person is to be in the upper deck and, have binoculars <laughs> yeah at, at gli at comerica they were selling the upper bowl for more money because you could see the fucking game of <laughs> yeah so i mean like university of maine like that's an old like historic weird building if you've ever seen pictures of it like that student section works there like there's some character to it i don't think kids necessarily want to be in like the state of the art like the tickets are and food and beer is more expensive yeah place they want to be somewhere rowdy and intimidating other than like tech is i think a very nice rank but like but but you're right like it's yeah. not they want to like, be in a not, dive bar it's it's like exactly the really nice the really nice hockey rinks are like the gli where it's you know 18 dollars a beer and 10 dollars for nachos and it's there all that stuff and like yeah. it, it is nice that michigan tech is Pretty reasonably priced. Like I don't feel terrible buying concessions there. Like I like I try to avoid them like the plague at other sporting events because they're just too expensive. Yeah. Back to my original point, and I'm just gonna say this: college students today suck. They're lazy. <laughs> they need they need to get up and like get up and go like enjoy something, have an experience. Like the other thing that kills me, 
and I'm gonna be like such an old man yelling at Cloud here, like get off my lawn, guy. But that's like, fine. It's it's fun to be an old man. Put your <laughs> put your effing cell phones down when you're at a sporting event. Stop watching the game through the tiny screen. It's the dumbest. Like that's no not one, just it's no not just the students see. that do that though. I mean, no, you look at the adult side, and half of them are doing the like, same thing. Did you no know that at the game there's this dude with this really big instrument that like walks around during the game and takes better pictures than you ever could. So why don't you like, just sit there and enjoy it? Thing, you know, people recording at a concert. You're never gonna watch that 30 seconds of shaky, crappy cell phone footage, right? the people that record fireworks no one's liking that post on Instagram. Like, <laughs> yeah like so i this is a this is a great example of it i went to the masters last year with my dad i don't know how we got tickets but i got to go dustin they, is way jealous look at him over there they don't let you bring cell phones into the course you leave them in the car my dad has a little bit of a cell phone problem because he's a business guy and i do too admittedly because of what my job was but the whole day I had to go and like stand around and look at things and experience things. And I didn't take one single picture. It was the best thing I've ever been to because I actually remember the experiences and my dad and I actually had a good time together and none of us were checking our texts. Put your damn cell phones down and have an experience. It just It's it actually kills. been scientifically proven that if you take a photo of something you remember it less well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I People like we had a sign at our wedding. Don't have your cell phones out during the ceremony. I have a photographer for that. I was like, about to say you paid somebody with a large instrument. Well, you know, right here, paid walking a guy around, taking better pictures than you ever could, and they'll take pictures of you doing whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. having yeah. a time. You know, paid a guy twenty seven hundred bucks to come take photos. Put your damn phone down. I don't want to see it. Like, nope. Nope. these kids, these kids need to be less lazy and go have an experience, or they're going to get to the real world and realize that they have never really lived and it's going to be really depressing for them. So that's, this has been on my mind for a long time. And there's one <laughs> very specific school I feel this way about, and it might be the one I worked at. So I would like, <laughs> I would like those, I would like those students to just be a little less lazy and show up to the games and make it a better environment. And that's the thing that I, you know, I've talked about this like in passing a couple times, but Harrison invited me to that institution to sit down with their AD and students to like, try to get something going and like we talked about how um tech student section was kind of uh built upon having an experience regardless of what's going on on the ice whereas ferris's was at its peak with uh team success and team success is never a given you have to kind of build something around like making go just the act of going to the game feel like you had a worthwhile evening you can you can win one game a night for your team if your student section shows up every night and it's awesome you can literally will them to have the energy to, to make something happen at the end of the game guys say that like there have been games in the past where like there was a great one against michigan tech this was 10 years ago we won it one nothing and it was the 13 14 season we did not play well michigan tech played awesome the whole game our student section was unbelievable all the way through we scored a goal late we made a like a goal line stand at the end to win one to nothing and it's like i really am a big believer that your student section if it shows up every night, it can afford you one extra win a year, which can be the difference between home ice and not, you know, the McNaughton cup and not. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. This is, you really triggered me with the initial question. This is something that's like <laughs> right at the front of my mind every day, like show up, like yeah. do something, stop drinking and smoking pot for five minutes. 
<laughs> Doing the parking lot, the intermission for all I care. Like, just show up and like support something. God, yeah. no, it, it is true. Like, I know how often it is. Um, like even not even the phone, but like, uh, I took my daughter to her first concert this summer, and we brought a sign. And after the artist saw the sign, she's like, "Hold it up more, Daddy." I'm like, "No, we don't need to block anybody else's view. We had it up for like four whole minutes. Let's watch the show now." And I did record some videos. Of like us singing to her favorite songs and stuff, but like I tried, it's really more important to like be in the moment with those stuff and or those things. And I like I know uh, I think Rob's dad took a picture of me on my phone instead of getting up to do some chant. I forget which one it was. I think it was. <laughs> it might have been Copper Country Anthem, which is Maybe pretty inexcusable, Tim. That's a tough one. <laughs> That's tough. Well, even, if your dad I was, coffee. if your dad, it couldn't have been that because he was. Your dad would have been up taking photos. He wouldn't be, or he would have been up doing the anthem, not taking photos of me in that moment. But he might have been I... angry enough with you to not do it. That's something I wouldn't put <laughs> past Bob. Even I sing the anthem when I'm up there. No, I, I used to, I used to take a commercial. I used to take a commercial right before the Copper Country anthem every time because it was just such good vibes. We could be down five to nothing. I wouldn't care. I'd be singing the whole damn thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's just a nice little like interlude in the middle of, or like right before the third, you know? Yeah. It's like a seventh inning stretch, right? Almost. Like, yeah. That's a good way to put it. It's like mm-hmm. Sweet Caroline, but better. <laughs> Matt, Matt looks conflicted by that. Well, it's like that you kind of gave me the same moment as like when somebody told me that Mr. Brightside is this generation's Bohemian Rhapsody. It just hits you wrong at first, but then you're like, oh, okay. I can, I understand. That's how old we are now. Yeah. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help Northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at LivoniaTech.net. That's L-I-V-O-N-I-A Tech.net. Fibke Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the Hodag. Look online at FibkeDental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E dental.com. Have we hit the stupid questions portion of the evening? All right, let's do the stupid questions quick, and then we can talk about the... uh, All right, so... These questions come from our our dear in arena reporter Jonathan Zamatis. Um, on average, on or on an average day, how many pigeons do you think you could reasonably carry? <laughs> Where am I carrying them? 
how many can I carry? You know, I'm going to take some liberty with this question. I'm going to say, you know how there was, like, the receiving event at uh, the Pro Bowl where, like, you have to, like, catch a ball and then, like, continuously keep holding on to the ball? How many can I hold at once? Nobody watches the Pro Bowl. I watch way too much of it because I was at my daughter's play date and we just had to have some sports on. You're right, but you've probably seen a clip of it because just, like, they like try in, to make it. How much can I but... hold in like that space right there? On yeah, how much could you hold? Or yeah, exactly. That's that's how I'm going to interpret this question. Or if you were to put your arms together, however you want to do it. Forty, I bet forty. Forty. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, another Jonathan Zamatis question. Um, if telescopes use mirrors, how do we know there are no space vampires? That's a great question. I can't even answer that. That's I think answer. that's a rhetorical one. We just kind of like, like put into the ether because I feel like that's just so good that we don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it, does um, Jonathan have a life? Who thinks of this stuff? Um, he's been going through like a weird medical thing for like the past year, where he's got a. I don't know. Maybe he's got extra time to think about this now that he's. I don't know if he's driving there or getting driven there. If he's getting driven there, he's yeah. got lots of time to think about that stuff. Well, if he's oh, driving yeah. there, he's probably seeing a lot of the same roads and just has a lot of time to sit with these thoughts. Maybe that's where it's coming from. Maybe. Um, okay, another one from him. Um, what is the difference between a maze and a labyrinth? Mazes are hedges or corn. Labyrinths are like the weird dungeons that like the Minotaur has you in. I tend to agree. I was going to make um, a joke about David Bowie, but we'll we'll let that answer stand. I was just going to say one's French. <laughs> um, is the Kool Aid Man the pitcher or the juice? <laughs> uh the juice. Both. The both. both. I'm going with the juice. The juice I, is always red. The pitcher has changed a little over time. I think it's. I think it has to be the assemblage of both. Personally, if I'm answering yes. the question, because I think, it's, I think the pitcher is the body and the and the the Kool Aid is the blood, right? That's that's like yeah, that's like saying is 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 Tim Brown the person? Is he the skin or is he the blood inside of him? Like that's how I interpret that. Good point. Um. Definitely the blood inside me. The rest of it's just, uh, <laughs> I don't know. All right. Anyway, it's just a flesh prison. Just a flesh um. Prison. Anyway, moving on. Um. How many grains of sand would you need in order to consider it a pile? This is a really, really stupid one. This is like in the depths of dumb. How many grains of sand do you need in order to make a I pile? Know how, I don't even know how big a grain of sand is. God, just throw out a number. It really de- it just depends. Throw out a number. One Googleplex. I don't let's know. go with that. Let's go a thousand. It can be a small pile. Okay. We'll go a thousand. Okay. Um, this pile. one is a great one though from him. Um, <laughs> which side of the backpack is the front? <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking at my backpack right now. Is it, is it the part that goes on your back, which is to the front when you're walking, or is it the back? Yeah, the, I the got front that. of the, it's a good. The front of the backpack is the part of the backpack that faces out to everyone behind you. Okay, okay, I take the exact opposite approach because I wow. feel like if it's a backpack, it rests upon your back, and then you go farther back. Okay, that's good. <laughs> All right, thank you for that's for a those really good gold level question, Jay. Um, let's see. There's a there. There were multiple questions about when we are going to get the Harrison Watt Speedo calendar. That is true. Uh, yeah. So everyone knows I'm not a model. <laughs> we have people we, we don't really we do have people that do that um i work for the competitive swimsuit so we don't worry about models so much as we worry about the people that win the events yeah performance um, yeah we're worried about the swimmers themselves um mm-hmm. which hopefully you'll see a lot of them at paris this year all right it's a 
it's a big year for me. I can get excited about both Olympics now. Like I have my job coming up and then I have the NHLers going to the Olympics in 26. Yeah. So what do we got here? Two more, Matt? Uh, yeah, hold on. I was all getting right. all of Mumster Burner wants to know how he can attain Her- the Harrison Watt aura. Treat people well. That's <laughs> I like it. That That's like, that's the essence of it because like, I'm not going to name names, but I've known people that have worked in similar positions to me that don't. And it's just like, people are never going to remember me for the very intricate take on Corsi or Fenwick that I had on the air. They're just gonna rem- they're just gonna remember how they tr- how I treated them. So that's yep. all I really cared about. And that's fair. I could have been terrible, but you guys liked me because I was nice. So I mean, you also have a really nice cadence to what you do. That was that. I mean, we we like the body of work that you did, but that's just a bonus to the kind of dude that you are for sure. All right, Matt, yeah. you are required to ask the last question. Okay, um, this one comes from our uh, our editor Nick Holmes. Um, he says it's a two-parter, and he says, uh, part one, why will America's team win the Stanley Cup? And part B, why will America's team not win the Stanley Cup? Who's America's team? Are we talking about the Red Wings? Yes, of course we're talking about the Red Wings. Who else could we possibly be discussing? I don't know. Uh, I don't think there is America's team in hockey, but go ahead. I was going to go with the Canucks, but... The most <laughs> successful American franchise is America's team. Doing it with mainly Russians. Okay, got it. They won't win the Cup. Um... They're actually gonna they're gonna fall short not because of their poorest defense but because their top end offensive guys can't beat other teams top end defensive guys and goalies in the playoffs. I think they can win around, but they're gonna they're gonna start to find out what playoff hockey really is, and they're gonna realize that there are a couple guys on this team that probably need to take it up another level if they're gonna win a cup. So, I, I feel good about them though for the most part. They're getting better. I believe he wanted to have a full answer as to why they will win the Stanley Cup and a full answer as to why they would not. I think Steve, we're far no, enough into this podcast that that was a sufficient answer, Matt. The Fair reason <laughs> the reason they will win the Cup, Steve Eisenman. End of answer. Okay, cool. I'll take that. Um, yeah. All right. So moving on to the last thing, all this news coming out in the last week or two about all the issues the NCAA is having with uh, rules in court over the NIL and now... Uh, the Dartmouth basketball te- men's basketball team uh, has been ruled that they are employees by the National Labor Relations Board. And uh, Adam Wooden is very much up in arms that he thinks basically college athletics will cease to exist if that holds. Adam has a lot of thoughts, opinions, and feelings that I simply am just not down with. So. He might not be wrong. <laughs> he might not be wrong. but No, I mean, it, this isn't going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back but it's not gonna help um yeah see what i've heard about this is that um the ruling on the dartmouth team will mostly affect uh private schools because uh I, something about the ruling uh it just like wasn't in play for the public sector and there's like something going on in tennessee that's gonna be more of a big deal for uh public schools yep well i i know because i know the the northwestern football team was one of the first ones that was trying to unionize so you might be right matt that this is more focused on uh private schools and most of adam Uden's stuff was talk complaining about like the ivies just getting out of college athletics and i was like well they are the ivies that's not necessarily a bad thing they can just focus on you know being the best private schools in the country i the athletes kind of have to be careful what they wish for because 
I hate to say this, but unless you're a football player at a P5, everyone else that's trying to get their slice of theirs is going to find out real fast that not as many people care about them as they think. Mm-hmm. You know, the basketballs of the world, the, you know, volleyballs and, and you know, unfortunately, you know, I, I think hockey's in kind of a weird silo by itself because most hockey players are smart enough to know that they're not the big dog. But I think a lot of other sports think and feel they are and deserve to be paid like such but they're going to find out that you know it's such a tough thing because like one of the things that's always rubbed me the wrong way is like this understanding that if you like if you get hurt playing your sport the school does not have to like do what workman's comp would require of actually like helping you get better and like they can take you off scholarship and basically boot you out of the school at that point yeah. yeah, and you like, can't catch the ball for us anymore. See ya, buddy. And like, it's really hard to like navigate forcing that change with they, like how do you actually force that change without this like letting them unionize and be employees aspect of it? Dustin, here's I was just going to say they, they I mean, yes, legally they can, but is there are there any examples? There are examples of, of basketball there, there schools are? like a kid blew out his knee and they just cut him. Yeah. I think it's like, I think that really part of the problem is Dustin, like that happens. And and much like when Mel left and there was too many recruits, every single one of those recruits didn't think they were the one that wasn't good enough to still make the team. And they always thought the other guys were the ones that were going to get left behind. And that's the nature of like being good at a good enough at high school at a sport at 18 to like think you're invincible and also think that that won't happen to you like they they care about you enough compared to the kid that got like it's this very like superman mentality of like it's not going to happen to me and even if it does i'm not the one that's going to get screwed like he did they care about me right like it's very difficult to like not to get an 18 year old out of that mindset that they're that this could happen to them i think I think the thing we all have to accept, and this includes colleges and college athletics and administrators, is there are going to be somewhere between 40 and 60 college football teams that at some point in time will secede. They will play in their own super conference. They won't be part of the NCAA. There will be no rules. They won't necessarily have to be students. That's going to exist and be a multi-billion dollar industry. And I wouldn't be surprised ex- if there'll be rules because I wouldn't be surprised be, if that if yeah. those those athletes are going to unionize and protect themselves in some way. I would think true, but I think Harrison's getting at like the regulations that are imposed upon by the NCAA will cease to exist. There will be a power, there will be a powerful commissioner at the head of it, which is what the NCAA really needs is a commissioner to get all this stuff under control. Mm -hmm. They need Dell and the rest of us, (laughs) the rest of us, all the commissioners in sports right now, the rest of us, the hockey's, the women's soccers, the swimmings of the world have to find out how we survive in that world. Yep. We have to come up with a solution. And the big question is, does men's basketball go with that or does it? I don't, I don't think it's a big enough product anymore because of the, because of the rules, how quick guys can leave. I think the interest other than March madness is dying. Yeah. And basketball teams are not cash cows. Like, and, and really only a few of the, you know, 40 to 60 division one college football teams that will go to this super league that I see happening. Yeah. Uh, only a few of them are like real profit machines. So again, 
I don't I don't necessarily see those teams sharing their profits with the rest of their sports either. They they might not have to. You mean like so, you mean like Alabama football not sharing with the rest of Alabama sports? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do I do believe that there will be a part of it. Maybe there will be some profit sharing to help the school, but like, you know, well, these are going to be It's going to be very teams. tough because you're going to be paying your athletes. Yeah. And that's not going to be cheap, but I know like we all know that college football hates the structure they're currently in where they have where everybody can leave every year and they have no control over that and even if they want to keep certain players technically they're not supposed to be the ones talking to their collectives about who to keep and who to pay more to keep like the like we're stuck in this like super packed college hockey or college football world where like they're not supposed to talk and they can't like college the football coaches are losing so much control over it and so much of it's going to these these collectives and the coaches would much rather be the ones in control of that money and who gets what and like making those decisions at their level and and I completely get like I like uh, not that we need to talk about my football team but I un- completely understand why the head coach of Boston College football would leave to become a defensive coordinator in the NFL to get away from dealing with the rat race that is college football right now cuz it is I didn't know you're yeah, a Boston crazy. College fan <laughs> okay. Oh hey, I'm watching that game right now. They're uh, trying to come back. Oh yeah, the bean pot's happening. Bean pot. So like you brought that up. That's a good point. Uh, coaches don't want to deal with this stuff. They're leaving. And I made a point in the Discord this week. Someone was talking about, oh, we should go aim for like an ECHL head coach. This would be an upgrade. I don't think I don't think an ECHL coach sees a college job anywhere as an upgrade. No, cause because he doesn't want to deal with recruiting and exactly. NIL. No, like pro, yeah. once you get into pro coaching, it's very unlikely that you're going back. Yeah. Like you, the, your, your USHL yeah. coaches and your college assistants are where you're looking. Like, I know we've talked a lot about uh, Cam Ellsworth because he's the tech alum and he's currently a D3 coach. But I am not even sure that he wants to deal with the changes that have happened at college athletics at the D1 level. And would go back to that as like, I I think you might be able to convince him because he would like to continue making Michigan Tech a relevant hockey school. But at the same time, I'm not sure. Like the last time I talked to him about it, he's like, that stuff is getting crazy. I'm not sure I want to deal with that. You know, like it's that was that was a while ago now, like before the NIL stuff really took off and, and all that stuff. Like it's just obnoxious now. I, uh. I just wanted to say one more thing before I wrapped up the rest of this for the night. Part of, not a small part of the reason uh, that I left was because I no longer recognized what I was doing. Like, it was totally different. I could see the way things were changing. I could see how I was going to get more responsibility and not get a raise with it. Um, (laughs) Which, you know, it, it is what it is, but like, it's becoming something that like when I got in, I believed in, but I just no longer really recognize it anymore. And so I'm going to support my team as, as long as they're doing what they're doing. Um, I'm going to support college hockey, but like I, I see a massive shift. And unless everybody's willing to get on board with the fact that, okay, those football teams are going to do that. And the rest of us are going to have to band together and do something else. Unless that happens. I, I think a lot of people are going to get caught with their pants around their ankles and, and not know what to do when, when that super league finally forms. 
Yeah. Kind of like how Alaska and or Alaska Anchorage and Huntsville didn't, you know, see the writing on the wall that they were about to get kicked out of the CCHA and then they had no plan. So, yeah. you know, I, I think you have to be a little bit self-aware and that's the tough part about it right now. So sorry for the doom and gloom, but. Well, and, and, and much like all the shuffling that we've seen in college hockey and other sports, like you're going to have a really hard time having like all these teams have already shuffled all their athletics. Like we've killed the pack 12 over this. Like, like, are they going to go back to what it was conference wise before? Like, I don't know. I mean, cause I don't know who's there's, all going um, to no go putting that, but most of those, yeah. but no, but I mean like if the football breaks away and becomes its own like minor league for the NFL with like, like instead of being the Wisconsin Badgers, they will be the Wisconsin Badgers Inc. And they are an LLC that like operates using the water, the trademarks of the university of Wisconsin, but they are not, they are like their own for-profit entity that is associated with the university, but they are not technically student athletes anymore. Right? Like that's what we're talking about. That's where this is going for football, at least because there's so much money there. And if that happens, the schools would be foolish not to go back to Pac-12 back at, to Pac-10 or Pac-12 basketball because they, if they don't have their football cash call directly associated with the rest of those sports, why the hell is the USC basketball team traveling to Rutgers in New Jersey to go play a game, a conference game? Like, no. Like, that's not going to make sense again if you're separating football from everything else. I just still think there's too many bridges burned and getting it all back together for the other sports. Well, it might be completely different, but I just don't think you're, I just can't imagine that you're going to have the, I don't know. It's so weird to think about. It's like, Hey, remember when we dumped you for that Potter girl? (laughs) It's what it turns into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Anything else guys? I'm still just really bitter about this bombshell about going to the masters. It's really eating at me. <laughs> you should just text Harrison after. I'm sure he'll tell you all about it. But this man has a wife oh, and help be, with groceries. It'd be nice if it would be nice if I could see some pictures, but he left his phone in the car. <laughs> they made it they made it. There's a guy I last thing, my wife needs help with the groceries, so I gotta run out in a sec. Sorry to ruin the end of that. But um when we were walking and they hold you at the front gate and some guy's got a cell phone up, like videoing everybody in line at the front gate. And security like <laughs> converged upon him and walked him out to his car. Like, yeah, I believe it. <laughs> don't let him in. And then the metal detectors and everything. But like, did okay, like seven people that just swarmed him. I have to ask: Did you have like the fifty cent pimento sandwich? I didn't eat the pimento sandwich. I did eat a bunch of other stuff. The food's amazing. Did you get and like the peach ice cream sandwich? The peach ice cream sandwich. I did I that, that one. Incre- it was in- it was incredible. Yeah, all of it. All of it's cheap. All of it's delicious. And like you're like, oh my god, I'm gonna wait in line forever for this. It's a machine. Like there was a hundred people in line in front of me. I had my food in my hand and was eating in two and a half minutes. I nice. I make um I make my own pimento cheese and get some white bread and make sandwiches myself at home and pretend I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send a selfie from outside the front gate next time I go, which will probably be never. But how many times have you entered the lottery, Dustin? Oh, uh, every year for the last. 10 or 12, something like that. Okay. I believe in you. One of these years. One of these times. Yeah. So you're telling me there's a chance. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Harrison. Anything you want to plug? No. Good luck. I hope you guys uh, finish the season better. Really, I do. I hated to get into the doom and gloom of it, but sometimes you got to 
get it out, little therapy session. I hope we all feel a little better. Probably not, but maybe we'll have to this weekend. <laughs> I, I will I will warn our listeners that if uh, this weekend is as bad as we think it is, we're taking a week off, and we will come back and talk about it after the bye week. Because I am not about to uh, do this two week, well, three weeks in a row. So I'm about that executive decision. The only thing that's sad about that is it would delay the hopeful debut of me sounding like a real professional and not just a moron yeah, with the game. It if also gives you more time like to make sure you have all the all the cards. That is also that is that is the other side of it. Well, you could. I, I think um, Matt should do his own podcast and just basically give live play-by-play of a rerun of Antiques Roadshow, and that would be the podcast for the week. I go nuts for Antiques Roadshow. Oh, I love it. It's how about, how about you give us a, a live play-by-play of like uh, some kabaddi or something? Yeah. yeah. I was just telling my my uh, daughter's playdates, uh, her friend's dad all about kabaddi because we were like he's like it's sometimes i just put random the... sports on saturday i'm like have you ever watched kabaddi we Dude, went to kabaddi, the... the problem is kabaddi's on at like 10 a.m yeah <laughs> like, well, that's what he's talking about but yeah well, i yeah i love i i actually love it because of that because i work at home but yeah let's say goodbye to harrison because he's okay. got a wife that needs help with bye harrison. okay thank you for joining us the groceries Sorry, harrison. Guys, thanks for coming it's all good <laughs> yeah, after, later, after right. he goes i got one more thing to say okay yeah but he can go um <laughs> So we went to the DT on our snowmobile trip, our ill-fated snowmobile trip that didn't have any snow like two weekends ago. Mm-hmm. Walk in at like 11 a.m. Like we get there just in time for you know early lunch, and they got Kabaddi on the TV at the Let's DT. Let's go! <laughs> Kabaddi is sweeping the nation. It just makes me upset because like as soon as I learned about Kabaddi, like I found I I looked online and I'm like I want to like have this going on at my local ymca <laughs> so i like go on there and i like find the u.s kabaddi like governing body that exists in florida and i'm pretty sure it was just like six <laughs> buddies that made like the usa hot like kabaddi association but mm-hmm. i sent him an email and i'm like i am just learning about your game i am stoked i want to start a chapter where i live what do i need to do and i never heard a word from them <laughs> yeah because they're just like who is this guy <laughs> yeah like I that reminds so... me when i like emailed the like there's such a That's... low barrier of entry to that game, and it is so fun to watch. You just need like shorts and a t-shirt and a few buddies willing to tackle each other, and you've got Kabaddi. <laughs> <laughs> that that does remind me of when I was in charge of Broomball. I contacted like the national champions that happened to be in St. Paul that year and tried to get them to come up to like play an exhibition game at Carnival. And then I realized just how much different their game is from our it's game. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah that's not gonna work. We play a bastardized version down here in Wisconsin that's like halfway between tech and halfway between the the regular and it's it's very different. So what do you what do you you use a broom the the yeah, store brooms, the broom. but you use the broomball shoes? We use the broomball shoes, we use regular brooms, but it's on a smaller rink than a full rink. It's not broomball okay. official broomball is on an actual hockey sized rink. So yeah. it's a lot closer. Uh everything's a lot closer together. So which means you can't, you know get the passing that you get in professional Roomba. Mm-hmm. I know not, I um, not enough space for it. I played a grand total, I think, of two or three broomball real broomball games in my life until I blew like I tore my ACL. Sure. Trying to slide and lean back to make a stop. And and I learned very quickly that they don't really like you sliding in real broomball. Nope. They get you out of very, very, very much out of position. Yeah. It's and kind it, of funny because a lot of tech grads will play with us down here. Mm-hmm. And their first couple of seasons, they're going to their knees all the time, and everybody just like drags the ball back and just watches them go by. Yep. 
<laughs> yep. Because it's useless to do. <laughs> because when you're standing with the broomball shoes, as long as it's not like fresh snow on the ice too, you can stop. Oh, we play indoor too. We don't even play outdoor where we are. So you you, you go down a slide, you are literally across the entire sheet of the ice. You, you can't stop half the time. Mm-hmm. There's no snow or anything to kind of get you grippy. Mm-hmm. All right. I think that's enough tangent for today. Anything else you guys want to talk about? We good? I think, I just think, hope I think, that, uh, I think Nick's going to be happy because, because we, we haven't even had been on video under or for two hours yet. And we started like 15 minutes late, right? Yeah. I think Thanks. all I've got for you is, uh, eat your vegetables, even if you don't like them. That goes for you, <laughs> Bose. I'm good I to go. Pl- I have plenty of broccoli with dinner tonight. It was delicious. One minute remaining in the podcast. Well, that should do it for this episode of the Chasing McNaughton podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash Guide. We haven't had a new patron in a very long time, it feels like, um, but we could use your support. So please check us out. Um, follow us on Twitter at ChasingMacPod or at Tech Hockey Guide. You can submit questions through Twitter, Facebook, or on our Patreon page. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't find your podcast on the site of choice, If you can't find our podcast on your site of choice, please let us know and we'll make it happen. The more you rate, review, and share, the more people we can reach. So tell your friends. I actually saw that last week, according to Chartable, we were up to 106th ranking for uh, for hockey podcasts. We dropped immediately after that, but that's pretty normal for us. But that that's probably the highest we've been, I think, all season or since since like November. So once again, thanks to our sponsors, Fibke Dental and Ryan Leonard, Wisconsin, Arcadia Insurance, servicing all of the Midwest and Livonia Technical Services. Plus, uh, our liner notes will have links to Mike Old Dog's books if you want to buy them. They're on Amazon. And if you buy them through the links in our liner notes, we'll get a couple bucks. So uh, that'd be great. Finally, thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode. If you like what you hear, check them out at thethankyounotes.bandcamp.com. been listening to the chasing mcnaughton podcast presented by tech hockey guide covering the michigan tech huskies and the ccha